This is Shi'ar Jeshub, featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Today, we will be continuing a sermon from 1 Kings chapter 1 in the series on heavenly authority. When we left off, David's son Adonijah gathered men at Zoheleth, or the serpent's stone, to have himself declared king. Nathan the prophet sends Bathsheba in to see the aged David to remind him of his promise that Solomon should be king. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Greg. Verse 18, she says, So now look, Adonijah has become king, and now, my lord the king, you do not know about it. Treachery, treason, usurping the throne of a living king without him knowing about it. Verse 19, he has sacrificed oxen and fattened cattle and sheep in abundance and has invited all the sons of the king, Abiathar the priest and Joab the commander of the army. That makes the point clear that Adonijah is serious. He's getting the priest, he's getting the general, he's declaring himself king. But Solomon, but Solomon your servant, he has not invited. Solomon's left out. Maybe at this point, David's mind went to another feast, right? Maybe starting to wake up and remember that feast that Absalom had when he killed his brother Amnon. And for a few moments, David thought he had killed all the sons, all of his brothers. And as for you, my lord, O king, verse 20, the eyes of all Israel are on you that you should tell them who will sit on the throne of my lord the king after him. Otherwise, it will happen when my lord the king rests with his fathers, that I and my son Solomon will be counted as offenders. We will look like the wrong ones. Solomon is the younger. We're going to be the criminals if Adonijah reigns, and the Lord has decreed that Solomon should be king. Verse 22 and just then, while she was still talking with the king, Nathan the prophet also came in. We'll see later on, she goes out. So they told the king, saying, Here is Nathan the prophet. And when he came in before the king, he bowed down before the king with his face to the ground. And Nathan said, My lord, O king, have you said Adonijah shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne? For he has gone down today and has sacrificed oxen and fatted cattle and sheep in abundance. Notice how Adonijah brings the Lord into this thing, right? He seems to be a believer in Yahweh. He's bringing in the cattle to sacrifice and make an appearance of appealing to Yahweh with Abiathar the priest there. And he has invited all the king's sons and the commanders of the army and Abiathar the priest and look, they are eating and drinking before him, and they say, Long live King Adonijah. But he has not invited me, your servant, nor Zadok the priest, nor Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, nor your servant Solomon. Has this thing been done by my lord the king? And you have not told your servant. It would appear that way from people on the outside with the command and the priests. This is what David wants. But David's there, quiet, chilly, curled up in his bed. Has this thing been done by my lord, the king? 
and you have not told your servant who should sit on the throne of my lord the king after him. So David hears it two times. Two times the facts have to be confirmed. And many times as we get older, we need to hear it two, three times. It just doesn't sink in. But maybe if it was the most important thing to us as we grow older, it would sink in. I noticed something. For several years, I worked at a company that sold products to elderly people. And I always noticed that no matter how in it or out of it they were, there were always things that were very important to each person that they would tell you about. There was something they held on to, and even as they may have become misty or it was difficult to, to concentrate or to grasp, they knew facts about certain areas that were important to them. Maybe it was a grandchild. Maybe it was something in their lives they accomplished. They wanted everybody to know. So the spirit finds a way to work itself through the mind that's becoming aged. And if we place in our hearts and our spirits the most important things, they will find a way to work themselves out, elder Christians, even when we feel, feel weak, even when we feel old. It's not a matter of just the brain becoming tired. It's a matter of what the heart is focused on. And sometimes we need once, twice, three times to hear something, to believe it, Maybe if Nathan just came in by himself, David would say, what are you saying about Adonijah? Adonijah wouldn't do that. Leave me alone. Turn around and curl up, and nothing would be done. Let our minds be flexible and pray before the Lord. Lord, keep my ears open as I grow old. Keep my eyes open. Let me not become myopic. Let me still be able to see. Let my spirit find a way to see what's going on around me. Let me not live in the past, dwell in the past. But let me be open to the things of you by dwelling inside of me, having your spirit so strong in me that you can work through my mind and my slow ears and my slow eyes. That I would have true wisdom with age. He needs to hear the circumstances twice confirmed. His original intentions have to be repeated to him. Bathsheba reminds him, and Nathan now comes in and says, was this your purpose? And he makes David think. The more we think and use our minds in the Lord, in the Spirit, the less we'll lose them. It's like a muscle. The more you exercise it, are we going to be at 80 what we were at 20? No. But we'll be better off if we exercise it. Well, too many times Christians rest in their salvation, which is good, but they rest to the point that they shut their minds off. And there's no flexibility left. It's not exercised. And we fall prey to Adonijah's. So he's reminded of his original intentions, knowing that Solomon was beloved of the Lord. Verse 28 then King David answered and said, Call Bathsheba to me. So she came into the king's presence and stood before the king. And the king took an oath and said, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life from every distress, just as I swore to you by the Lord God of Israel, saying, Assuredly, Solomon, your son, shall be king after me, and he shall sit on my throne in my place, so I certainly 
will do this day. He brings Bathsheba back in, and he makes the vow. He reaffirms the vow to her before Nathan. David wakes up. He's quickened. He's renewed from his sickbed to do that which is righteous in God's sight. And he vows once again. And he jumps into action. Verse 30. He tells us, certainly I will do this this day. Verse 31. Then Bathsheba bowed with her face to the earth and paid homage to the king and said, let my lord King David live forever. And King David said, call to me Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada. So they came before the king. The king also said to them, take with you the servants of your Lord and have Solomon my son ride on my own mule. And obviously the symbolism, this is my possession and he is on my possession, he will inherit my throne. And take him to Gihon. Gihon is a stream, a spring, a stream or a spring outside the walls of Jerusalem, probably where the shaft was that led into the city when David first conquered the city, Jebus from the Canaanites. And he as Solomon will be anointed and proclaimed king. And you have the living water of victory versus the serpent's stone of rebellion. Then let Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him king over Israel. And again, we have the priest and the prophet anointing the king, just like Samuel, who was joint priest and prophet, anointed David. And blow the horn and say, long live King Solomon. So David makes a complete reversal. He knows what to do. He declares it. He has Solomon placed on his mule. He has these leaders bring him to another location, symbolic location, and they declare, long live King Solomon. And then you shall come up after him, and he shall come and sit on my throne, and he shall be king in my place, for I have appointed him to be ruler over Israel and Judah. Benaiah the son of Jehoiada answered the king and said, Amen. You can almost hear the relief in it. Amen. He woke up. He's back. Someplace in David, that spirit in the Holy Spirit wakes up and takes control. Amen. May the Lord God of my Lord the King say so too. May Yahweh add to it. May the Lord God of my Lord the King say so too. As the Lord has been with my Lord the King, even so may he be with Solomon and make his throne greater than the throne of my Lord King David, which is the hope of every parent, right? David's not jealous of Solomon. He wants to see the kingdom grow. And it's only going to grow if the right person is there. And amen. Amen. Old Christians, I know it's hard many times and it's difficult to remember. To remember the most important things in the service of the Lord. To just be overwhelmed by the flesh and the tiredness and the aching and the difficulty that it is to think things through and to reason things out. Don't be misled by the Adonijahs. Don't forget the Lord's words, the Lord's work, the Lord's choice, your vow before the Lord. Wake up and pray and seek God and finish the work that you start here on earth. 
as we go out, and really any of us can go out any moment, right? The most important thing is to finish the work, to run the race that the Lord gives us here on earth. That we might hear the words, good, faithful servant. Constantly ask the Lord to restore mental capacity if you're having difficulty to be able to fulfill your vows to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is two images you have of old age. On one hand, you have wisdom, the gray beard, the wise man, the wise woman that has learned the lessons of life, who can teach the children, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren. And on the other hand, you have silliness. People so wrapped up in themselves, I think of the busloads of senior citizens who cannot wait for their social security check to get on that bus, to go out to Foxwoods, to gamble it away. The silliness of old age that we see displayed sometimes on these talk programs. When elderly women get up and say, oh, I tell my granddaughter, do whatever you want, have fun, honey, rather than telling her the holy word of the Lord. There's a silliness that sometimes engulfs so many of your worldly counterparts, your worldly contemporaries, it engulfs them. It swallows them up. There's a self-centeredness that many times will engulf your senior contemporaries in the world, that engulfs them, that swallows them up. Don't let it do it to you. Be wise. Remember to visit us on the web at www.shiarjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. And may our Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.